what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you ready for a I'm rooting for um, everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. All right, it is holiday season. I'm really excited. I love recording during this time of year because it's just fun. It's really freaking cozy and we can theme out our episodes so we can take a topic and then put during the holidays afterwards and it just it makes it more fun, it makes it spicier and I just really like it. So today I wanted to talk about societal pressures on successful women, especially during the holidays because I'm not going to lie to you, I... I really feel like the rest of the year, I don't have as many issues with this quote unquote, like societal pressures than I do around the holidays. Like it's like the holidays, someone turns the volume up on like everyone's fucking opinions on where you should be and like how you should be doing it and who you should have. And like all of that, it's like the volume gets turned up. It gets very loud. It's very loud. It's like, you've got your AirPod in, but it's not on like the, the noise canceling mode. And you're just like in a shopping mall versus like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the whole entire time you're in the mall, you've got, you get your AirPods on noise canceling. You can't really hear shit. You're just doing your thing, listening to your own thoughts, vibing, shopping, going around from store to store, getting your latte, getting the pretzel, getting some shoes and you're going home. But during the holidays, it's like, you don't have the air, air pod canceling shit and you're just walking around. Okay. You're walking around, you hear everything. Everything's in your face. It's just like the music and then the singing and then the kids crying. There's a lot fucking going on. And to me, it's, it's very much like that during the holidays. And it's not that it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just something I noticed. And I was watching this, this whole kind of idea originated from, I saw a video that Gary V did. And he was talking to this guy in the audience about, I love Gary V by the way, he's amazing. But I'm, I'm watching him talk to this guy about, you know, BMW and how this guy really wanted, you know, BMW. And he's like, why? And he basically was like, you know, most people who want BMWs or Mercedes or whatever, they want them because of how it makes them look to other people. It's not that they actually want the shit. And so they end up paying all this money, working at a job they don't fucking like, so they can afford barely to have this car just so they can flex and look good in front of people. Meanwhile, they're miserable. And yeah, you can swap the car out with some other shit. It could be name brand clothing. It could be, you know, maybe expensive trips. It could, I mean, honestly, it could be anything. A house that you can't really afford, keeping up with the Joneses. And it's exhausting. And it's it's not conducive to living a life that makes you the happiest. Now for me, a car is always going to make me really fucking happy. I don't really give a shit. It doesn't have to be a Mercedes or, or there's several that I, I want that are not in those two realms. And they make me happy because I'm an enthusiast and like I, I'm like actually obsessed. Now, you may have another thing that you're really into that's going to make you happy that other people may think is frivolous or, you know, unnecessary or whatever. It could be shoes. It could be, you know... I don't know, collector's items of random things. It could be anything, but it's like, we have to do a better job as a society at focusing on what makes us as individuals actually freaking happy. We have to. And if you look at my podcast, right over the years, throughout the year, 
I have different touch points with you all to make sure you guys are still in alignment with what the hell you say that you actually want for yourself and for your life. I have the mid-year check-in. I have a lot of goal setting shit that I do. My goal, my job, my, my passion, part of it is helping to make sure people are aware and aligned as to, and on track to get what the hell that they want. So that the end of the year, isn't this big, heavy, loud, overwhelming, exhausting, depressing time. Okay. We already have daylight savings depressing us enough, right? With the sun going down at fucking four o'clock and like not getting enough vitamin D and just, you know, it's cold outside. It's cloudy. You can't see the sun. I am struggling. Okay. Just with fucking weather, especially on the East coast. Like it is difficult for me. I don't need, and a lot of us do not need additional shit weighing us down. The end of the year is a very pressurized time because you're going into this new chapter on top of having to deal with all of the emotions around the holidays. It can be a very romantic and a very cozy time. That's why we have cuffing season, right? Because people want to be around that kind of energy at this time of year. You want someone to keep you warm. You want someone to give you hugs and kisses and hot cocoa. You want someone to dote on and to dote on you. You want that, I think naturally. And also society has pushed us into it being like a romantic time of year and a very like family-based time of year. And so you have family who looks at you and we always see tweets about this, you know, and it, it, to me, it's hilarious about like what you're doing for the holidays. Who are you bringing? Who are you introducing your folks to? What are you making? What are you going to be showcasing? How are you going to look? Right? Have you been working out? Have you done something different with your hair? Have you gained some weight? Have you not? Like, have you lost some weight? What have you been doing? That's a, that's a lot of pressure. And we go into the holidays with so much angst, right? And there's this balance where we're trying to, to keep it. But I just, I wanted to do a whole episode where I was pouring into you and reminding you that the end of the year is not an end-all be-all, okay? You have a whole new year. We're going to reflect on this whole year that we have in another episode where we literally sit down and do the exercises to reflect on this year. Because I feel when you reflect on what you've been doing and where you've been, it makes it much more powerful to step into this new year because you're armed with all of your experiences, all of the things that you overcame. I mean, look at all that you've overcome. You've made it to the end of the year. This year wasn't perfect. January was a shit show. It was a hot mess with Omarion, <laughs> Omicron, and all the other shit going on. Like it was a mess at the time. Q1 was not cute. And then the summer was really awkward because it was like technically like the first real summer kind of where people felt comfortable going out, but it was still awkward in the beginning. Like this year has been a lot. And so when we can look at all that we've done and all that we accomplished, even if it wasn't what we necessarily wanted to, according to our vision boards, when we can look at that and really be grateful and really revel and uplift that, it can help prepare us for the new year to go into, to walk into it, not with, oh, I didn't, or I don't have, but look at what I've done. I'm ready. I'm resilient. I'm determined. I'm even more determined. Yeah. I didn't hit my goal weight. Yeah. I didn't meet my future baby daddy. Yeah. I didn't get the BMW. Yeah. I didn't buy the house. Yeah. My portfolio for my investments is like fucking non-existent, but I did all these other things and I'm ready to crush it. 
And I do really believe if you have not read The 12-Week Year, you fucking do that because that book was, for me, uh, a mindfuck in the best way, in the way that it helped me to take some of the pressure off of the end of the year and sprinkle that pressure, right, throughout the year so that the end of the year isn't this, oh my God, I didn't do this and I didn't do that and woe is me and my New Year's resolutions, what happened to those? I don't even remember what they were. Like, I'm not playing that game. Because throughout the year, I am constantly checking in. Not constantly, but like every, every 12 weeks, every three months. Yeah, I am checking in. Because that's the thing. The year, it goes by so fast, but it's a long period of time. Right? It's 12 months with 30 days, give or take each. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, if it's going by quick, but like it seems long, how can we divvy this up so that I feel less pressure to do certain things and more in alignment with what the hell I even want in the first place? I have a whole episode that I did on desires and making sure that you're in alignment with that shit because otherwise these societal pressures will become too loud. If you, if you, and I love the analogy of the mall that just kind of came to me, but like if you know where you're going, and you're in that mall and you hear that the kiosk lady talking about take a sample, take a sample of this lotion or let me put some hair weave in your hair, right? There's that lady. Then there's the, the, the guy giving you samples of the chicken at the Chinese restaurant. And there's all this stuff happening. It's like, if you know where you're going, then like, yeah, you can acknowledge that someone's trying to tell you something or show you something or offer you a different way. But it's like, I, I got it. I know where I'm going. My desire is to go there. I'm on my way to the Macy's. I'm on my way to, I'm actually leaving. I'm on my way to the fucking parking lot. Like I got to go. Whatever it is, you know where you're going because you're in alignment with those desires. And I understand that it seems obvious, like duh, of course, but like a lot of us get sidetracked. Okay. And we pay way more attention to what we're hearing from other people. And that's the thing, right? It's a perfect example because like if you're walking in the mall and that lady with the hair comes up to you and is like, hey, you should try this. And you're like, huh? And she's like, yeah, it would look good. It would make your hair look long and luxurious and this and that. And you're like, what? And you're completely content with having short hair. But society makes you feel like you got to have long hair in order to be fucking pretty. So now you're really listening to this broad because she's like, well, if you just clip it here and you just do that and you just do this, then it'll be great. And you'll look so sexy. And you're like, oh, maybe I will. And then she like puts it in and now you've distracted yourself from what you actually desire, which was to leave or which was to go to this department store. And now you're over here talking to this broad about some shit that you don't even want to fucking talk about. Like you don't even need it. It doesn't even matter to you. It's not part of your journey. It's noise. And during the holidays, we have to learn how to separate ourselves from shit like that. You're going to get the aunt that pulls you aside that says, Hey girl, you're still single. You're going to get the uncle that's like, ah, okay, you, you, uh, COVID didn't something nice to you, whatever they say, right? As in like, you, maybe you gained a couple of pounds and you're filling out a little bit more, right? Or you have somebody talking about your hair, your skin, or your nails, or you know what I mean? Your outfits or whatever. There's all these pressures to look a certain way, to have certain things, to be in a certain position, to have a certain role or title. But if it's not in alignment, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you've ever been the only person in your family with an Android, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but my point in saying this is, so one of, one of my favorite things about the holidays is these Hallmark movies because I feel like they renew a sense of hope in me that sometimes it, it fizzles, 
right? I think we start the year with hope and anticipation, especially if we do like vision boards and stuff, it really is helpful. But I do think it's important to like chug the hope that these Lifetime movies give because they're giving it out in the gallons, girl. And even though it seems not necessarily unattainable or unrealistic, but even though it seems a bit much, right? Because it's, it's TV, it's, it's fictitious, it's not real. It does help. I think it does help to balance out sort of the cynicism that you can get from dating and being around men in general throughout the rest of the year. Because after 10 or 11 months of dating or of entertaining men or even being in a relationship, it can really skew your thoughts. And you want to kind of get back to that, that desired route, that desired outcome. You want to make sure you're always doing your best to make sure you're kind of like the Roomba and you're getting back to your docking station and you know, okay, this is, this is my safe space. This is my rooted and locked in place where I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and I know where I'm going. And even though I may go away from this and I may go out into the world and try to catch things and do my thing, I'm going to make sure that I center myself back right? And find that center and find that whatever it is, the, the dreams that you have for yourself and romance isn't completely dead, right? A lot of the year she's unconscious of it, but she's not dead and chivalry isn't dead either. And we can find these relationships if we want to and reminding these hopes, reminding these, reminding ourselves of these things and giving ourselves the opportunity and the space to hope is important, it's important. If you've been dating like for the last 10 or 11 months and you get around the holidays and you're watching these movies, it can be like a breath of fresh air because you're like, wow, okay. I'm visually seeing someone seek a person and love a person deeply and do these things. And while it's obviously fake, it is nice to physically see it because we don't get a chance to see that a lot throughout the year. I mean, think about it. When I look at my friends uh, or people on, on Facebook or just people in general or on TV and whatnot, a lot of these relationships that we see or that we're surrounded by are relationships that aren't super positive. They're just not. Yeah, there are several that like I follow some people on Instagram and like their relationship looks solid and they look like they're in love and like they respect each other and they treat each other well and like blah, 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 blah. But when I started realizing that a lot of people weren't happy in their relationships, it made me want to be in these relationships less because I would much rather be by myself and be happy than be in a relationship with someone and be literally miserable or feel trapped or feel just as alone as I did before. And I'll tell you right now, I don't feel alone as a single person. I don't. I don't feel lonely as a single person. I don't. I, I'm God's truth. God's honest truth. I, I do not. I do not. Because I'm, I just, I don't know, I just feel like I'm very connected and I have got people and I've got like things and I just, I don't, I don't feel lonely, but I've seen so many people in relationships who are very lonely. And I'm like, okay, so relationships clearly don't solve your problem. Just like having that Mercedes doesn't solve the problem or having a large sum of money doesn't solve your problems. That's not what this is about. That's not what the life journey is about. It's not about living up to these societal pressures so that we can say that we've checked the box and we've done the thing. I think that's what it was like for our parents and some of their parents, but like, it's not like that anymore. You don't have to have a spouse or have a home, like be a homeowner or have multiple children or have a bunch of money in the stock market or have a title behind your name or before your name, whatever. Like you don't have to, you don't have to have this to be happy. 
And then time and time again, we see, right, even with the relationship thing, the relationship thing is, it's just so easy to pick on because it's, it's just so in your face so much, especially around the holidays, because you have people who end up getting married, you know, relatively young in their twenties, whatever, but then by like their mid thirties, they're divorcing. Or you have people who are getting married in, in like their late twenties, early thirties, and they're divorcing in their forties and fifties. And then they are starting this new leaf. They're turning over a new leaf. And only to realize that like the things that they were after before aren't the things that they want now. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that when we are younger, we are so, we're able to succumb so much more to the societal pressures and to that noise than when we get older. And I see people, especially women on Instagram. And so there are women that will showcase that as they get older, they care less and less about what other people think of them. And this is important because Imagine if we had that level of, I don't give a fuck much earlier in life. And it's crazy because I feel like I have been around people who are older, who have told me like, the older you get, the less you give a shit. And I was like, oh, and I started to pay attention and I'm like, okay, okay. And then like in life, you start to realize that people aren't always right about things. Like being a homeowner may just not be for you. It has yet to fit into my life in a way that makes sense for right now, or at least for the last like decade. So like, it wasn't for me at all. I was traveling way too much. I was traveling too much to rent from like my own apartment, like to have my own apartment and to like, just do shit like that. It it didn't make any sense to me. Imagine if I had listened to what I quote unquote should have done. I, I would have been, it would have been completely different. Right. And maybe it would have been okay, but like, also I'm happy with the way that it turned out for me. And the way that I was able to gallivant and do my thing in Cali and live across the country and like do all the things I was doing. It worked out well for me. But like hanging around people who when they got older, they started to give way less of a shit about what was going on. That made me realize, okay, there is some value in not caring and not listening to the noise, not subscribing to what everyone around me thinks that we should be doing. Now, if you've ever been in like a group project and you felt like you were the only one who thought a certain way, it can be frustrating when you want to do things this way, but everybody else is like, no, we should do it this way. And you're like, bro, that's fucking wrong. And then you, you know what I mean? Like that, that push and pull, it's exhausting. It can be tiring, but I think it's way more worth it to stand in your own truth than to try to subscribe to what everybody else is doing just because it's easier. Taking the easy way out, taking the easy route is not is not the move. You have to learn to care less. And so once I got into that, I was like, oh no, I'm not subscribing to something unless it is aligned to me and not just to me right now, to the highest version of myself that I have access to in that moment, because that's the thing we change. So that's one of the reasons why people who are also older end up becoming happier and more attuned. They start doing their passion projects. They have that midlife crisis. We're having midlife crises because we have subscribed and are listening to all the societal bullshit for decades, for so long. It it literally depletes us. It exhausts us to the point where we don't want to move on any further. We have to make a change. And it's at that point that people start doing things that make them feel alive, like buy the, the two-seater convertible coupe, spider, whatever, or to, to take the trips, to buy the, the property in another like beach town. That's what people do because they want to feel alive. Why can't we feel alive sooner? Why can't we shed the societal pressures and loosen that grip on what we should be doing way sooner? 
So I'm saying as you go into the holidays, keep your eyes open to the positive. Okay. Focus on what feels the best to you. If spending time with your family, cherishing these moments, right? My dad had a heart attack earlier in the year. And now it's like, things are a little bit different because yeah, I've always been like a super empathic person and like highly sensitive, all of that. So like I understand and can conceptualize that nothing is guaranteed and that people can be gone in an instant and like your whole life could change. But when you actually experience something that is a little bit shifting to your, your mentality around that, and it hits closer to home, it's, it's different. And so my nieces are growing up and you want to cherish those moments. You want to cherish the moments, find what works best for you to focus on and focus on that. And I think if you can stay on that path of focusing on what feels good, playing with your, your, your nephews, your kids, your, your nieces, your aunts, your whomever, playing with your family, playing with the young ones, doing like we were blowing bubbles the other day and it literally made my day just blowing bubbles. Everybody fucking loved it. I loved it. The girls loved it. The dog loved it. We were having the time of our life. Okay. Everybody loves it. So spending time doing the things that make you feel good. If watching Hallmark movies makes you feel good, cool. If makes you, if it makes you start to feel more cynical or upset, which it's done to me too sometimes, then like that's when it's, it's reached your point where it's time to walk away. This is the time where you can read books. You can start to explore your hobbies again. You can rest. You can do writing. You can do walking. Whatever it is that you like to do, do something that nourishes your soul. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's helping your, your, your parents with something or doing a project or a task around the house, busying yourself. Do anything that's going to be more in alignment to who you are and who you truly are looking to be more in alignment with versus like doing like dumb shit and listening to those voices and succumbing to those feelings of inadequacy that we often feel every single time I've gone home. And, and it's interesting because I have three younger sisters and sometimes, you know, and two of my sisters, two of my three sisters are married. And so it's luckily two of us are married and two of us aren't. So it's not like the majority and just me, but it can be very interesting to be a single person amongst couples and I totally get that feeling if that's you. Um, only one of my siblings has kids, so that's cool. But like there is, I'm because I'm the oldest, it's like, well, and it's like, girl, I don't really like know if that's even for me at this point. And I'm not going to let the questioning and the, you know what I mean? Like the wondering and the, and the pressure and the guilt and like, oh, I'm going to get older. And then like next month is my birthday. And oh no, like that kind of pressure, girl, no. No, I'm not even going to let it go there. I'm not even going to let it go there because you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. I could be, technically I could be pregnant next year. I could, I could adopt in three years and be a mom. Like there are so many scenarios. Someone could ask me to be a godmother and then something happens to them. And now I've kind of got a kid by like default. You know what I mean? Who knows? I'm not going to rush into anything. I'm not going to rush my process. And I don't think you should either. I don't think we should rush things. I don't think that we should run towards things that we don't even know if we really want. Because that's the thing with running, right? It's, a, it's one kind of speed. It's a fast speed. So if you're running at something and you don't even know where you're going, it's, it's exhausting. And you could literally run smack into a wall when you realize it's not for you. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. It's embarrassing. I mean, look around. You've seen, you've seen people who have settled. 
and gotten into relationships and look at where they're at. Look at how unhappy they are and how they have to go backwards, do all the inner work, fix the things that maybe weren't right with them, weren't properly aligned. And then they have to re-immerse themselves back into the world as their truest self when they could have just done that from the beginning. And I get it. It's easier said than done. It takes a lot of, I think, balls. It takes a lot of gall to be who you are and to literally move to the beat of your own drum. And I get said that I do that all the time, but it's like, you have to, you have to, because other people will stop playing the music, right? Or they'll start playing a song that you don't like, or they'll start doing it too fast or too slow. And you're like, this isn't even what, what, what is going on? You can only rely on you when it comes to your life and your goals and your mission. And we're not going to sit here and we're not going to beat ourselves up about it. So hopefully you've gotten the message that this holiday season is about connecting. It's about staying the course, staying focused, preparing yourself, not beating yourself up for anything, not letting anybody else try to subscribe you to some shit that's not for you that you don't even want and enjoying your time, enjoying your time. This time next year could be completely different in a really good way, right? But also technically in a bad way, it could be. So enjoying the now, enjoying the now. It's funny, my allergies have been like very hit and miss this entire like last several months where like I'm completely fine and then I just can't breathe for like two days. I'm like, what in the fuck? And it's like, I've realized that dust and like when the, when the heat came on, we turned the heat on for the very first time in the house. Like everybody was sneezing, even the girls were sneezing. And it's like, it feels good when things feel good. And when you can breathe out both nostrils and everything's great, you're not sneezing. You don't need to have a tissue box around you all the time. Like you're good. You're not taking the Flonase and doing the Zyrtec at night and having to remember like life is good but also enjoying it when you can't breathe, when you got to take the Flonase hits and you got to take the Zyrtec and you got to blow your nose 60 times a day and turn your camera off during a meeting because your nose starts running. Like it, it fucking sucks, but it's temporary. These feelings of uncomfortableness, uncomfort, there we go, discomfort. These feelings of discomfort and these feelings of aggravation and frustration and just like being annoyed you know, for lack of a a better term, like just not being where you want to be. It's temporary and remembering that. So when someone makes you feel like shit or tries to make you feel like shit, because it's a choice, you get to choose whether you feel like shit or not based off of somebody else's fucking shit. But when someone tries to make you feel like shit about something or tries to plant a seed of negativity in you about not having, you know, more investments, about not having won the lottery, about not having a fiance by now, about not having contributed to dinner by cooking, whatever, whatever, you know, by not being this person that they really want you to be. When it comes to that, you can be like, I'm good. Thank you. I'm going to leave this right here, right where I found it. And I'm going to keep it moving, but thank you so much. I appreciate your, I appreciate you. Yeah because that's all I can say right now. And I'm going to keep it moving. Thank you. 
We deal with so much throughout the year. I think it's, this is the one time where we shouldn't have to deal with the pressure from someone else's bullshit. I mean, look at us in the workplace. We have to deal with all kinds of stuff. We're getting overlooked for promotions. We're getting, you know, questions that other people in our offices maybe don't get. Um, We're getting scrutinized for work that we know that we did well. Um, We have a lot of workplace bullshit, especially as black women that we have to deal with. And, and like at the, during the holidays, it should be our one reprieve that we can guarantee outside of what we do for ourselves. And this is why it is so important to pour into ourselves throughout the year, because there are so many people who want you to pour into them or who just want to take from your cup. They're not even doing shit with it. They just want to empty it out a little bit. Like, oh, your cup is full. Oh, you need to empty some of that shit out, girl. You don't need a full cup, a full cup in this economy, a full cup with the way that your family, the way that your mom worked her ass up and blah, 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 a full cup. How dare you have a full cup? There are people who are like, no, just pour some of that shit out. Pour some of it out. Pour some of it out for the homies. Pour some of it out for your great grandpa who, you know, walked 15 miles in the snow every day to go to school. Pour some of it out for, for just because, just because I don't like to see your shit full. Fuck that. Pour it out. And that's what people will do. We work all year to have this like full cup and then you'll have people literally just fucking shaking the table just to see it, just to see it. Literally, they're shaking the table just to see some of your shit fill out, spill out. It's, it's annoying, right? But people are going to do it. And what's crazy is a lot of these people do it and they're doing it like unconsciously because they have been like, I guess in their head, they have been trained that when you see somebody's cup full, that that's not, that's not, that's not okay. Their cup, your cup should never be full. Because you're always giving, you're always doing, you're always there, you're always here, you're always this, you're always that, you're being a hero, you're doing this, you're a superwoman. How dare you have a full cup? That's a sign of, of selfishness. And it's, it's crazy because like as somebody who does their own thing the way that they want to, I get called selfish shit. There was a period of my life where I felt very selfish. And to this day, I still feel selfish. Why? Because I can. I have no children. I have no one that I need to be selfless around outside of like the general population and like my family. Sure, you can be selfless. I can be selfless sometimes. But for the majority of the time, bitch, I am selfish. Why? Because I am my main priority. My health, my my mental health, my wellness, my longevity, my peace, my energy levels, all of that is under my control. I have to manage my shit in my Whitney house. And so do you. Hey, so you know how Oprah has her list of favorite things that she does each year? Well, if I were to do my own, my Silk and Sandra planner would 1000% be at the very top of this list. So this planner has helped me with my personal life and with my business, just keeping myself organized, tracking things. I can track everything in this planner. I'm talking my food intake. I can track my mood. I can track my sleep. I can track my day to day. This thing has saved me from a million sticky notes everywhere with like the same stuff on them. I can track each day independently, work on my focus, work on my intention, gratitude list. I can track my daily habits. I can even start new ones and track them. There's an app now. There's a Facebook group. I mean, this planner is epic. It's a monthly subscription service, which means every month my mailbox is blessed with a brand new month with a brand new theme and motif and design and focus. And I just love it. This is the closest to a a planner that like I can possibly get 
that's just like one that I would make for myself, like from scratch, hands down the closest I have ever found. So if you are interested, I have a promo code. You can get 10 bucks off your first order. Super, super simple. The link is in the show notes as well as in my Instagram bio over at Whitney Danielle co underscore. If you have questions, let me know. I'm sure I'll do a whole episode or a YouTube series on this because I love it that much. But anyway, just wanted to tell you about that. Back to the episode. You have to, no one else is going to do that shit for you. Like the days where your parents were like, did you brush your teeth? Did you do your homework? Did you eat your vegetables? Did you do this? Did you make your bed? Are you wearing socks? Did you put on deodorant? Like those days are over. Those days are over. No one's there to make sure that you're being held accountable to your own life. You're the only one. So it behooves you to focus on yourself and to be self-centered to a degree. Okay. And people are going to be very triggered by that because a lot of people were taught not to do that. A lot of us had parents who had us younger. They never got the opportunity to be selfish. So when they see you doing it, it's like a whoa and a how dare you and a what must be nice, right? It's almost like a little, it's like a little bit of resentment there. And I get it. I'd be resented. I'd I'd feel that way too. Are you kidding? You get to lounge and sleep in on the weekends. I never got to do that, right? That's what I would assume. Like, you know, one of my parents would probably say, I never got to do that. But we have different goals. We have different desires. We have different lifestyles. My mom at my age had four kids. I cannot imagine. Should I can't imagine having a, just one. Like I, 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 I just, no, right? She had four at my age. Like four like walking children, like not ba- like four grown children. So for me, I'm like, honey, I'm, 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 we're living two different lifestyles. And we can't compare where we don't compete because I'm not competing. And that's the other thing about societal pressures is it often becomes a pissing contest and it often becomes a comparison because that's what we like to do naturally as humans. We like to compare our struggles, compare our scenarios, our situations, our life journeys, our problems, our woes. We're always comparing shit to each other naturally. It's just what we do. And we have this, there's this thing that's been going, you know, circulating on the internet about how we, we, when someone tells us something that's happened and we kind of respond with something that's similar that's happened to us, it's not necessarily that we're always trying to compete, but we are trying to relate. And that's where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I completely get that because I had something similar happen to me. And the thing is, I'm not competing. This isn't a comparison contest. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going to get an award for having the shittiest situation or being in the, the grossest relationship or having like the worst parents or the worst upbringing or we're not comparing. I don't want to compare. I don't want to compete. It's not a competition. The shit already happened. How are we going to compete over some shit that already happened? I don't want to do that. That's not my ministry. Now, there are some people though who like to compete, who like to compare because they feel like it's such a stark comparison and contrast that they really want to highlight it. And it's like, it's just not necessary, right? It's just, we're living in two different, completely different worlds. We're also two completely different people, even though we're related, even though we grew up together, even though, you know, you're my bestie or we work together, we work for the same company or we have the same degree. Like we're two separate individuals, And it's okay that I did this this way and you did this that way. It's interesting. I was talking to my mom yesterday and her and my dad were at the same location. They had an appointment for something and they went to go get dinner. 
and they both went different ways. My mom followed her GPS and my dad didn't. And he was multitasking. He was on the phone and uh, he missed the exit, whatever. He took the way that he felt like he should take. He wasn't even worried about it, right? And he got to the location significantly later, the dinner spot, significantly later than my mom did. And it was hilarious to the point where like I had checked their location and my dad was like way far away from her. And I was like, what are they doing? Like maybe he's picking something up. I don't know why it was creeping. I must've been like cooking dinner or feeding the dogs. And I was bored checking people's locations, which I often do now because my sister taught me how to do that. But we oftentimes, and she came back and she was just so, she came back home and she was very frustrated that my dad didn't follow his GPS and took the long route and had her waiting for like a significant amount of time. And even getting back to their house, my dad arrived much later than my mom did. And it was, just, she said it was the same thing. He didn't follow his GPS. He just took the route. And in this scenario, it's interesting because it's not always a competition, right? Especially if that person, right? A lot of us are my dad in this scenario where we're not going by what we think or what we're told we should do. We're kind of taking our own route, but while we take our own route, we're happy, right? He didn't come back or he didn't get to the destination super aggravated. I'm sure for the dinner one, he probably was because there was traffic and whatnot. His GPS was rerouting him, but it's, it's one of those things where it's okay to go your own way because guess what? If you took that way and you had the fuel and you had the time and you had your music or you're on the phone having a great convo, you're not even thinking about shit like that. You're not. Yes, it's important to not leave people waiting in that part and that part. But like most of the time, if we're just going like our own route, we're not following the quote unquote traditional or best outlined, best route, shortest time, you know what I mean? Directions, then we can still get to our destination and be happy. We can. Either way you want to go is completely up to you. But as long as we both end up there and we end up there safely and happily and, and all of that, then we've managed to get there and it's okay, right? We've both won. There is no competition. Now, if this were an actual race competition, then yeah, my dad would have lost because, you know what I mean? But like, what is losing? What is losing? Oh, it just means you just didn't get there as fast. You didn't really fucking lose anything. Except I guess maybe the title or like a prize, but there's no prize for most of, if, if not all of the shit that we're competing against right? If I have one of my sisters and they get married first and they do, and they have children first, or what are they winning? They don't win anything. Just like I don't, if I were to have done it first, because it was quote unquote expected, it was expected. And in some cultures, in some periods of time, it was expected for the eldest to do things. I remember I watched a Bollywood movie recently where like the younger brother was going to get married, I think before the oldest. And it was like shameful. It was shameful. Like he was like, you're embarrassing me. You're ruining my life because everybody looks at the oldest like, well, what's wrong? Like they couldn't find you a match or whatever. I don't know. Right. Cause it's like arranged marriages. And yeah, we don't live like that here in the U S in 2022. We don't live that way. No one gives a fuck, especially when the divorce rates are so high that it's likely that even if your younger sibling does get married first, but before the oldest, that they could absolutely be divorced anyway. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds really dismal and really like fucked up, but seriously, we don't need to compete because it doesn't matter. Societal pressures will always be there. But when you look at who's making up the societal bullshit, it's typically people that we don't even want to be like, or we don't even want to have the same things that they have. We're nothing alike. 
the, the they in these situations, right? They say that we should have a home by this age. They say that a pregnancy after 36 is a geriatric pregnancy. They think that, you know, you should have $1 million to retire or wait. No, it's $2 million now to retire to include inflation and all this other bullshit so that you can live comfortably in your elder years. Okay, they, but you can literally plan it the way that you want to and do it the way that you want to. So those are some of my points. Hopefully it's clear. Hopefully you feel encouraged and you feel good where you are. I really want you to feel good where you are. And I want you to feel good with how far you've come because that's what matters to me. And that's what I think matters the most. Because if something were to happen to you tomorrow, right? If you were to get abducted by aliens next weekend, people are going to look at all that you've accomplished up to this point. No one's worried about what you didn't fucking do. They're not going to be like, well, she didn't make that trip to Antarctica like she said she really wanted to. And you know what? She said that she wanted to get, you know, this Lamborghini and she didn't do that. And she also said that, you know, she wanted to get a horse and (laughs) no one gives a fuck about the things that you said that you were going to do that you didn't end up doing. Nobody cares. They only care about what you've done and what you've been through thus far up until that point. That's what matters. That's what matters more, right? And as long as everything that you're going after is in alignment, then you're good, right? Because your heart was in it. You knew that's what you wanted in your core. And so when you get it, it's that much richer. That's the thing too. When we're rushing and trying to like get all these things because other people said they should and we get them and we're not happy, then it's like, well, there's still an empty fucking hole. And that empty hole in our lives, in our, in our psyches needs to be filled with shit that actually pours into us, that actually makes us feel good. Not the shit that somebody else said. And so I totally agree with Gary Vee about the whole, you know, spending $458 a month on something that doesn't bring you any joy, that's actually taking away from your life experience and having you have to work at a job that you don't like when you could literally just like go work at a plant store and make, you know, 50K a year and be completely, completely happy driving your Toyota Corolla, right? If that's what's going to make you fucking happy, then do that shit. Because at least when you pass away or something happens, people can say, bro, she had, she loved her fucking job. Imagine if more people did what the fuck they wanted to do versus falling into the trap of societal pressures. Imagine like the world would be a better place. I have a tweet that I posted on my IG story. It's like, imagine if all the bad bitches acted like they were bad bitches or something like that. Like the world would be in shambles. It would If people had confidence, if people did what the hell made them happy, the world would be a much better place. Imagine walking into a store. We've done it. We've walked into a random store and we get the employee of the, of the year of the century approach us. This person clearly loves what the fuck they do. We see it at Chick-fil-A a lot, right? But like it's a customer service thing, but it's also indicative of somebody who actually likes what they do when you see it outside of chick-fil-a right like when you go into a home depot and you have somebody explain to you like wood shit or plant shit or um you know tile and paint and stuff like that like people who really like what they do it shows it makes a big difference to everybody and that's where it's like we have to do more of the shit that we actually want to fucking do because it makes everybody around us happy that's pouring not only into our cup but into everybody's cup think about it when you go into a store and the person that you meet loves what the fuck they do and is clearly in their, in their zone, okay? Their zone of genius, their zone of happy, like they are getting it. They are living, pun intended, right? When you have that, your cup is poured into because you're not having a shitty experience, right? Now you feel enlivened. Now you feel excited about fucking paint or whatever it is, you know? 
It makes you excited. That's what I love about the job that I currently have in tech is that I can get people because I'm so passionate about like helping people and helping them learn and understand tech. I can get people to understand cybersecurity shit that they normally wouldn't give a fuck about, but because I'm so excited about it, they get excited too. And now they feel like enriched. They're like, oh, well, damn, well, I can learn this. It's not that hard. Technology isn't the devil and blah, 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 blah. Like the cloud, I love the cloud, you know? It's great. I can get people to convert over because my energy is contagious. But if I was in a job that I fucking hated, then it would just, it does the opposite. Because I have nothing in my cup. Have you ever seen one of those ember mugs? Those ember mugs, if you have a little bit of coffee in there, it'll actually burn the shit out of your your little bit of coffee. You have to be careful with the ember mugs, the self-heating or whatever, they're chargeable mugs. You can keep, it keeps your coffee hot as, as hell or your tea, like it keeps your beverage super hot. But if there's a little bit in there, it will burn the shit out of your whatever's in there and it'll burn the cup. It could damage the cup. And that to me is a clear telltale sign as to why we don't want to have nothing or just like the bare minimum in our cup because eventually it burns. It damages the cup. It starts to smell funny. Now everybody's looking around like, what the fuck is that smell? Something burning? Something burning? Do you smell that? And now this $300 mug, which is way more than most mugs cost, but this $300 mug is now like at risk because you didn't, you, what, what are you doing? There was nothing in there. You can't have the cup on and there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like this is why, this is why it makes sense to have a full cup because it literally benefits everyone. It's not as self-centered and selfish as people will have you think it is. And everyone fucking knows that, but people will try to Jedi mind trick you into thinking that it's not. So please work on your cup, fill your own cup. Do not let anyone shake the fucking table. And you know what? If they do shake the table, fill that shit back up again by going and doing something that literally pours back into you and kill them with kindness. And a lot of times doing stuff like that will help them to shut the fuck up. If someone's commenting about, you know, any, about the way you look, about the way you've presented yourself, about any of the decisions that you've made for yourself lately, right? Maybe you did upgrade your car and everyone's like, oh, look at you. Big roller, high roller, high roller. I think is what my mom used to say. High roller, just coming in here with your, you know, what, what's a, what's a, your Range Rover Velar, like I see, or your Range Rover sport truck, blah, 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 right? And they try to make fun of you. And it's like, oh yeah, thank you. I know I worked really hard and I got a promotion. Yeah. And I got a really big bonus. Yeah. And I've been like, you know what I mean? That's why that that's your, your receipts speak for itself. This isn't just a thing. I haven't just stepped my pussy up for no reason. Like I've worked for this and you don't even have to explain yourself, right? You don't. But if there is a question about where this car came from, oh, did your boyfriend buy it? Cause I've had that happen to me before. Did your boyfriend, I've had guys at car shows ask me who like, it's my boyfriend's car and my dad buy it. Like, how could you? And the car isn't even that much fucking money. <laughs> it's not, I have a fucking Nissan. It's not even that much money. Like girl, especially when I bought it, the new ones are more, but like, yeah, I mean, it's a sports car. Cool. But like this shit is not six figures. Why are you asking me about this car? And like, I get it. I do. I get it. People see you and they're like, how could you have something like this? It's like, because I fucking can girl get over it. You're welcome. Now you've seen it so that maybe for the next person, you won't be so shook. 
how could you? My dad went to Jared to buy my mom some, some birthday gifts the other week. And he was like, there was a white couple there and they were just shocked that he was in there. And they were like, what are you buying? And it wasn't because of any other reason than just because of the way he looked and in a Jared Galleria. People will be shocked by just the way you look that you're doing things big for yourself. And it's like, girl, you know nothing about me. Nothing. You don't know how much money I make. I guarantee you my dad makes more than those people did. I guarantee you. Probably both of them combined. But they would never know that. And they don't need to know that. Let people be ignorant in their own lane. Now, if you want to school folks and be like, well, look here. I did this. I did this. I have this degree. Boom, boom, boom. If you want to flex that way, cool, you can. And that way now they know how, you know. But like most people don't even really deserve all that. Some people like to explain it though. And I get it. I get it. I was never one of those people who wanted to explain myself. But there are a lot of people who are cool with it. So do what you need to do. Be kind and be kind to yourself. If you need any sort of support, especially as we get ready to do our year-end reflection guides and start to put together our, our visions for the new year. If you have not yet read the 12-week year, I recommend you do that. It's so, so good. I will put it in the show notes. Also, if you haven't done the desire map, I recommend doing that. It does take some time. So I'm letting you guys know this ahead of time because if you wait until January 1 to do the desire map, it's going to take you some time and you'll be pissed. I've done that before. Um, so the desire map is a book written by Danielle Laporte. I talked about it in previous episodes, but for me, I think if we did more so work around like the desire map than we do around, you know, vision board type stuff, I think a lot of us will be in a much better place because we'll just feel better throughout the year and there will be less pressure, just period, throughout um, all 365 days, not just around the holidays. And I want you to enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. Please take pictures, you know, rest, reflect, enjoy, eat good food, move your body, get your vitamin D, take your supplements, whatever you need to do. Take that PTO if you haven't already and please recharge. recharge. This is the time of the year to do that, to recharge, reflect, and relax. Relax. Find some shit on Netflix. Hit me up on Instagram. You know where to find me at Whitney Danielle Co underscore. And we'll be back with a new episode soon. All right. Take care. 